Welcome to the Athletes Mindset Academy podcast, where we help gymnastics coaches and parents develop happy, healthy athletes who know how to win. Let's get started. All right, you guys, it's Amy Twiggs. I have James Everston with us today, and he is, well, I'm excited to hear about your whole story. I mean, I know little bits and pieces about it, but James has worked with Olympic level lifters, weightlifters, and cross CrossFit game athletes, and he's been in Southern Utah working with adolescents for quite a few years now, it sounds like, with their mindset and um, exercise. He is also a co-owner, so we had Shandy Bow on, and she is a, Shandy Bo Everston, I should say, she is a co-founder of um, Muddy Water Barbell Club. James is the other co-founder, co-owner, right? James, right. I want to hear some of your story. You had your own struggles and trials, and right now there's a lot of athletes who are going through trials and struggles, trying to figure out what's the point, what should we do, should we even keep going with sports, what should we be doing with our life, what, I mean, this has been our life, our whole life. How do we separate our life from athletics when we don't get to do athletics? You had struggles in your own life, and you've had to figure out how to separate you from different parts of your life and be able to inspire other people. So tell us some about just about your story and then how you've been able to help a lot of youth with their own struggles. So take it away. Uh, so I got sober in 2002. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a long process, but getting sober was really tough because I had nothing to really connect myself to other than recovery programs. Um, I've been through three different rehab centers. I've been in front of probably almost every judge in Southern Utah. Um, and I just couldn't seem to connect A, B, and C together. I ended up going through a, a treatment center in Cedar City. Um, the guy kind of opened up my brain and scrubbed it and put it back in and sent me on my way. And it worked. Um, a couple years later, I found functional fitness. And I mean, the reason why I loved functional fitness was I was a wrestler in high school and I loved the grind and I loved the mentality. Um, there was a sense of accomplishment and I could kind of shut my brain off in the middle of it and not have to think about, okay, I've got to do this, 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 this. I could just focus on the moment and be in the moment. Um, and so when I found functional fitness, go back a little bit farther. I want to hear kind of what got you to, so in high school you played, you, you were a wrestler. Yes. And then is, was it in high school that you started having a hard time with, with drinking and things like that? Uh, it was uh, middle school, actually. Middle school is when I, I started to dip into that stuff, um, smoking, chewing, um, smoking weed, drinking, um, just trying to avoid anything that was going on inside of what of me. Um, why, why do you think that was? You know why. So why do you um, think, what were you avoiding? Do you know? You know, my, my mentality back then was I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not anything enough. Nothing was ever right in my world. It, it didn't matter if my parents showed up to my wrestling match or if they didn't show up to my wrestling match, I was still not okay. It didn't matter if I put in all the work or none of the work. I just, I wasn't, nothing internally felt okay. And so- It's important for athletes to feel because things do not feel okay right now to a lot of athletes. It's hard to know what to do when you don't know how to manage the feelings inside, right? Right. So in middle school is when you started kind of finding a, a way to not feel, essentially. Correct, yeah. Right? Okay, keep going. I just wanted to hear where it all stemmed from. And knowing that you were an athlete growing up is, is something that is, is hard. Athletics is hard, but sometimes it's an easy escape route instead of a hard. You know, I, I don't necessarily know where it stems from. I just know at an early, early age, I just felt different from everybody else. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how to explain it or how to describe it. I just know that you know, from about nine or 10 on, mm -hmm. 
I was just different. I was always like, you know, I can remember, um, you know, sugar was my first addiction. I can remember, you know, stashing sugar in my room or, um, well, it was probably about six or, or eight stealing chips from the, the cupboard and taking them to my friends and we'd sneak outside and sit and eat chips. Like anything, anything I could do to get outside of myself where I could get validation from other people, you know, that, that was the money maker for me. So I was always constantly searching and seeking somebody to tell me that it was okay. Cause in here, I, I knew from an early age again, that, that I just wasn't okay. So I was always constantly searching and seeking some other way outside of me to feel normal or whatever you want to call normal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, going through junior high and high school, you know, it, it, bless my mom's heart. If it wasn't for my mom, I would have never graduated high school. Um, I remember my, my senior year, you know, I had scholarships to, uh, I, ha I had invites for scholarships to go and wrestle at, at different um, colleges. Um, I ended up dislocating my knee my junior year and tearing my MCL, um, which heals on its own pretty well. Uh, but I used that, you know, that was my excuse to, you know, let's dive a little deeper into not feeling and see what happens. Um, I ended up not wrestling my senior year. It's one of those things that, uh, oh, don't get me started on this. It's one of those things that uh, I, I constantly look back on. Like I, I struggle watching college wrestling. Um, Why? There's a lot of regret in there mm. for that area of my life. Um, Do you wish you had pursued it your senior year despite your knee injury? Uh, no, I'm grateful for the man that I am today. I really am. You know, right. the struggles and the triumphs um, throughout that area of my life, you know, it, it, it made me who I am. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have worked in treatment. I wouldn't have worked probably in, in fitness if it wouldn't have been for that, that happening. So what's so the regret? What's the regret about? Um, working harder. Mm. You know, there's always being able to look back and being like, man, if I would have just, you know, one more rep or if I would have fought for 30 more seconds or... You know, I, I remember my junior year, I went to, uh, to region and I wrestled in region and I, that first match, the kid cherry picked me right off the bat, put me on my back, pinned me in second round. Uh, I went back and wrestled third, fourth, fifth and sixth matches and won. Then I go to wrestle for third and fourth place and it's the same kid and he cherry picked me right off the bat. Um, starting the third round, I'm, I'm up 12 to two and he got me on my back for probably about two minutes. And I ended up beating him by a point. I remember he raised my hand and I walked over to, to go sign my name. And I just looked at the lady and was like, put your finger on the X. Cause I couldn't see, I was so beat, like breathing heavy and my vision was blurry. And I just grabbed her finger and signed my name and walked over. And, you know, it was one of those moments you look back on in life and you're like, man, I gave every single thing that I had. Mm -hmm. So looking back on that part of my wrestling life, um, I just didn't give what I had available. And so, you know, moving forward in life, that's one of those lessons that I take even into my gym is, you know, we can always put, you know, the body always gives out before the mind does. So how are we going to trick that mind into going one more rep or 30 more seconds or because somewhere down the line, we're going to look back on that experience and be like, hey, I wish I would have, mm -hmm. you know, the goal in life is to be able to look back on, man, I did that. Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of, you know, with, with this gym, it doesn't matter where you start at. It doesn't matter what your background is. I don't care how much weight you lift. I care how much effort you have to put in. And did you hit your level? And then that's the mentality. There's, 
I've been to a lot of gyms where here's the perceived effort that everybody has to put in and those that don't make it end up leaving and never coming back. In high school, my nickname was Skeletor. People used to make fun of me. I was a scrawny little kid that, that nobody really paid much attention to. And so I really relate with those that, that struggle walking into a gym with that mentality of I'm going to go accomplish something today. So I really relate and resonate with the underdog. I like the underdog. Yeah. That's why I'm a BYU fan. But. <laughs> well, and you still have that little bit of, like you were saying, a little bit of regret that drives you to push yourself and your clients to say, hey, I know what it feels like to have regret. Let's not go there. That's not worth it. Absolutely. Mm. And so when, when we're working with, so I, I had a, a games athlete out in Michigan that I was working with. Um, and a funny story, the, my Olympic lifter that I took to, to nationals, he, he was just doing CrossFit. He wasn't, I mean, he was doing some Olympic lifting. Mm -hmm. um, and I used to tell him all the time, like, hey, big guys can fly because he's a bigger dude. And he'd always make fun of me and thought that I was making fun of him for saying big guys can fly. And then I got him on the floor and he started hitting some big weight. Um, and it was more of a, a belief shift. Hey, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can hit that lift constantly. And so he ended up um, signing up for an event, did really well, got invited to the Arnold, um, which is a pretty big competition. And he took silver in three different categories. And I, that was one of my moments as a coach that I got to step back and be like, hey, I can do this. <laughs> I can do this on that level. Yeah, you can be a coach at that level. Is that what you mean? Not only that, he can do that on that level right. and I can do that on that level. Right, um, you were able to tell him that he could do it. I think a lot of coaches can see potential in their athletes, but I, I love that you just reminded the coaches. Sometimes we forget that we actually can be a coach at that level, that we absolutely. have the skills to help inspire. So I love that you just said that, so. And so, so tell, going tell back to that, ahead. sorry, say it again. No, go ahead. We have a little glitch. Go ahead. So, uh, tying back to that CrossFit Games athlete, that was one thing that we constantly worked on was, was that mental mindset. It was, um, I remember her sitting down and having a bad day and I just looked at her and I said, hey, it's just a bad day. And she looked at me weird, like her training was so tied into being good on every day. And I just said, you know what? Everybody has bad days. Everybody has bad training days. So your goal is not to punish yourself until you come back to the gym. Your goal is to kind of take a break, go home, reevaluate what happened today. Okay, hey, what can I do better? Where can I spend more time? How can I heal better? And come back tomorrow and hit it again. So there was a lot of different type of mental shifts that allowed, like she just competed at, what's the competition? It's, it's in Michigan. The CrossFit game shut down most everything. And so somebody came and did a youth competition out in Michigan for all the youth competitors that didn't get invited to the games and she took fourth nice. overall and she got the spirit of the games award which uh this girl's a rock star and it's it's all like you can watch this girl work and it's all up here like she's strong and she's built but the way that she can attack the workout under fatigue under stress under a cloud of mental I don't know if I can do this just bam, 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 bam. And she works. This girl's amazing. Her name's Rebecca Devine. If you want to follow her on Instagram, she's got a couple different handles, but she is amazing. Now, are you her coach, James? No, her, her coach, uh, her coach is the owner of Dignified CrossFit mm -hmm. in Michigan. I just had the, 
the fortunate privilege of coaching a couple pieces with her and getting her. I ended up coaching some of her Olympic lifting stuff. Um, she still sends videos. Hey, coach, this is this, and we'll retweak it and go back again. Um, but she's 15 and, oh, wow. and killing it. I have a couple of questions for you. So as a coach, since you had a mental shift yourself, when you saw her lifting in the Olympic level, right, at the Arnold uh, Games, I guess is what it's called. Is that what it's called? No, Tony was the one at the Arnold. She was the one at the CrossFit Games. Okay, okay, got it. So tell me what happened for you and how do you uh, show up differently because of that shift for you as a coach? Because of her shift or my shift? Your shift. How, how does that change the way you coach like from that moment when you realized, wait, he's, he, he's at this level and so am I. I'm capable of coaching this level of athlete. How did that change things the way you showed up after that for a coach? Because when we have a jump like that, things happen, things change. It gave me patience. Patience. It, it really gave me patience. I'm I'm one of those that if I if I see a nook or a cranny, I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of it and I'm gonna move. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Olympic lifting, so for example, my son the other day in here lifting catches in the bottom, drops it, catches in the bottom, drops it, and it was it was more. He's just trying to beat himself up through lifts, and that's. That's what I see a lot of Olympic lifters do is just beat themselves up for a bad lift. As a coach, learning how to kind of step back and be like, hey, stop practicing missing, take a break, it's okay. Gives them a different platform. But for me, coaching, it gives me a reset. And that's something that I constantly need to work on is it's not about hitting every single lift. Mm -hmm. We work nine months out of the year for six lifts, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. six total lifts. Like you've got maybe 45 seconds on stage, period. You work nine months for about a minute on stage. Yeah. Um, so all those lifts made or missed up to that point, they all matter. But being able to teach, for example, my 16 year old, my son, that that missed lift matters is a hard concept to understand it. But it's something that all the missed opportunities I've hit in my life, being able to step back and be like, all those missed opportunities made me exactly who I am today. Mm -hmm. But being a coach on that side of it, it just gives me a little bit of patience to be able to step back and allow him to have his process and me just kind of picking pieces apart and giving him pieces that he needs instead of, here's everything. Yeah, and it shifts your perspective as a parent, like you're saying, essentially. It changes the way you show up as a parent coach. Parent coaching, that's a, that's a tricky little balance there right? It's not fun. <laughs> it can be. I want to hire a coach for him. I really want to hire a coach for him so I don't have to worry about it because coaching your own, like your flesh and blood, it's tough. Yeah, yeah. And you don't want them to take offense and you can see that there's things that you can help them with. And so it's just a balance of, hey, you don't need to do this, but if you want to do it, I can help you. And right. do you want to listen to me because I'm your parent. Yeah, it's a, it's a balance. So James, I have a couple other questions for you. What, what, um, instigated the muddy water barbell company that you've opened up. What, what was that about? What was the mentality behind opening that up? So we, we opened a gym in Michigan. We were co-owners in a gym that we sold when we had our youngest son. Um, I opened up a barbell club. Well, I started a barbell club in Michigan. Um, had the Arnold experience, um, the CrossFit Games athlete. I started finding some success. Um, when we moved home, it was, let's put everything we have into this and grow, jump and grow wings on the way down. And it's, it's, 
it's a project that I, I it's a project that has my heart it's something that I want to get into the school systems and teach kids how to Olympic lift. I want to get into sober communities and give the outlet. The name behind Muddy Water is, you know, when you're walking down the river and you step and all that mud comes up, um, a lot of times we don't really think about it. We just keep walking and the vision, we really can't see the bottom of the river and the vision's mucky. But if you sit there long enough and you're patient long enough, all of a sudden it rests back to the bottom and you're, you're able to see a little bit clearer and that's kind of what we built this on was just giving, whether it's nutritionally, whether it's physically, whether it's emotionally, mentally, spiritually, whatever you want to call it, giving a little bit of a break so that you can start seeing a little bit clearer in what it is that you want to do. Mm. Your goal and your purpose is, is what we built this for. Mm. Whoever walks through that door, that's what we built it for. Love it. For the one person that they can stop for a second, watch the mud just kind of go down and see a little more clearly what they actually want what their their true desire is yeah because a lot of times when when we have all the stresses of the world going on around us we're not able to kind of see hey you know what i would really like to go on olympic lift on a stage or i just want to put 135 pounds over my head mm-hmm. yeah and it's being able to see clear gives us a little bit more drive and vision into hey this is what i want to do yeah and you were saying you would love to get this kind of um sport into the school level that to start helping with the Olympic level kind of lifting in the sports, is what you're saying? So I, I lost, I lost my, uh, it was about junior high when I lost my purpose, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, I kind of lost my vision, my, my drive in life. Um, I gave up way too easy on a lot of things and didn't really fight for the things that were important to me. And so that's, for me, that age is super critical. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I, I had a neighbor that, um, lived right next to me, was the principal of Pineview High School at the time, and he would always just put me in his truck and drive me out to Quail Lake, and we'd sit and skip rocks, and he just let me complain. He'd just sit and listen. Wow. And it, made, it made all the difference in the world to me. And so for me, if I can just get a little bit of that into somebody else, then I can say thank you. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things that I... I wish I would have had more of. And so for me, my driving purpose is let's get into the schools and give these kids confidence in who they are instead of going out and seeking and searching some kind of other thing out there that's probably not as healthy. Mm, I love the idea of, like you said, jump and grow wings on the way down. I think that's such a great phrase. I think oftentimes we're waiting for wings to, to grow before we take a, tra- a chance. And yeah. The idea of school level, the idea of reaching out to the one, the idea of a, a principal who had no idea how he was going to impact your life. And you probably took some years to figure out how it was going to impact your life, but you figured out a way to pay it forward kind of situation, right? Right. I love it. Jumping and growing wings on the way down, you guys. Make sure you think about that one. I, I, I really haven't thought about that phrase. I really like that. So there's a lot to this. It sounds like you've been working with athletes or athletes and young adults and people for 15 years around here and not just around here, um, across the States. And have you been helping with wrestling along the way or is it mostly just lifting? Mostly just lifting. Um, wrestling rooms are hard for me to walk into. Uh, still, it still hurts quite a bit, but it's something that, um, I got a buddy back in Michigan that's a wrestling coach and he's been priming me to go back. And it's something that I can see myself jumping into in the next little bit. Right now, my hands are pretty tied with trying to get this place off the ground and running. Um, but I can see at some point, you know, if we get that Olympic lifting piece with the kids and all this, and I hire coaches, I can see down the line, 
me just taking off and going to the wrestling room or building my own facility mm -hmm. and just doing it that way. Because you still have a passion for that sport, it sounds like. You love it so much that it's hard More to go with More than anything else, yeah. Mm, that's interesting, right? I, I had a, my, my coach in high school, his name's Coach Kasperson, and, and this guy, this guy is amazing. Uh, he had a, a thing on the door that said, wrestling, not for the weak of heart. He was one of those guys at two o'clock in the morning would come track you down, sit you down, hold you by the belt loop and say, you're messing up. And he'd, show, he'd teach you how to get out of it. Um, he was the first one to put a foot in your butt, but he was the first one to put his arm around you. And, you know, that type of dude is, is, is rare these days. Yeah. So trying to mimic and be a part of that guy's legacy is kind of, you know, the direction I want to head down. Yeah. In life. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be really proud of what they what they see you doing today. So that's that's awesome. I'm excited to see where you guys go and what, what goes on. Do you have any advice for kids who are right now in high school and junior high trying to figure out, you know, injuries happen in sports. And I have to say, when you said that, James, one thing about injuries, oftentimes it does give us an escape route. It makes it easy for us to give up on the things that we love because we don't know if it's going to be worth it. We don't know if it's ever going to come back together to where we can feel confident enough you know injuries injuries are are a mental game in the end where you got to figure out what you want from there but it's an easy escape route to be done right so there's there's a couple pieces on that and i'm kind of end at that but um yeah you can only train as hard as you recover so a lot of times we try to out train a bad diet or we try to out train an injury or we try to out train you can only out train how good you can recover mm -hmm. um, the other part of that is is you know i took a lesson it's a crossfit games athletes from Canada um, but he missed going to regionals three years in a row some things happened all of a sudden he gets pretty good and he missed regionals again because he tore something in his hip um, and so in these interviews they were asking about it and he said you know my overhead press was my issue my shoulder strength and my overhead strength was my issue so when I hurt my hip I took the next nine months to build on my weakness so if you ever have an injury whatever, whatever sport you're playing or whatever you're doing, if you have an injury, take that time and look at it as an advantage and then go work on your weakness. There's a guy in Park City, his name's CJ Spiller or Chris Spiller. And he talks about it all the time. He says, you know, go find your weakness, make friends with it, beat it with a hammer and move on. And that's kind of my mentality in life is whatever weakness you've got going on, mm -hmm. make friends with it, beat it with the hammer and move on. Life's too short to sit in all that stuff. Go find something you're passionate about find somebody that's passionate about it and learn from them and move on. It doesn't really matter what it is, right? My grandpa used to always tell me, be a copycat, just copy the right cat. <laughs> you have some good heroes to follow after or follow after, or some good people to, to emulate. I love it. And I love the idea, just like James said, you guys, all of you athletes, when you do have an injury, because it's not if, it's just part of sports, right? When? When? When you have that moment where you're like, well, now everything's terrible, just realize like James says, I love that, is this is time to work on something that you needed some time on. You needed this break. It's not, why did that happen? It's, this had to happen. And I love the idea that now what are you gonna do with it? Find a weakness and go strengthen that weakness. We all have them. So James, thank you. Thank you for your time. James, if people wanna reach out to you, tell us a little more about uh, what you guys are doing, where they can find you. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram, Muddy Water Barbell. Um, you can reach me at muddywaterbarbell at gmail.com. Um, or you can come out to the Washington Dam Road. That's where we're located. Come get a session, see what we got to offer. Uh, 
So we, we're actually hooked up with a, a chiropractor. He does a lot of body work. We're hooked up with Shandy with her precision nutrition. So we're trying to deliver the best kind of package we can. Come check us out, see what we got. We have free workouts the rest of the month, every Saturday at 9 a.m. Love it. Thank you, James. And thanks for your stories and your help and your tips. Everybody, I hope you are listening. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. We believe that you've got this, but we would love to help you in your athletic journey. We know you need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created a program with short, effective lessons and coaching that you can fit between practice and the rest of life. We coach parents, coaches, and athletes in the mental and emotional health tools they need to create an environment for athletes to thrive. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your success, your mind. Check us out at athletesmindsetacademy.com. Let's do this.